single Friday morning, I come to you from where? Well, a couple flights up from the kitchen, just below the roof, above the second floor, your boy, the nonprofit sector connector, coming to you from my attic, where I've sort of just been relegated to for almost, I don't know, two years now, in the attic. So here's what I got to say to you, boys and girls. Wait, that's not how I do that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the show. I decided as I was coming up here today, I'm going to do a lot of singing today, um, which is going to get me a whole bunch of new fans or lose a whole bunch of fans and and followers I had. So you know what? Right on the edge. We're going to live on the edge today. Stop singing, kid. All right. So this show is called Philanthropy in Focus. And if you haven't been paying attention most parts of the world, they spell focus with an F. Well, not here in the attic. We spell it with a PH, philanthropy in focus. And every single week, what do we do? I bring to you leaders of nonprofit organizations. I bring to you those who are the change makers, those who are on the front lines, making the biggest and greatest impact for our communities and our society as a whole. And what do I tell you? Every second of every minute, day, hour, month, year, day, hour, hour, day, month, year. Let's get it in order, kid. So I tell you that these are the organizations, these are the people that are making the greatest impact. And if it wasn't for the nonprofit sector, my buddy Ken Serini says, can you imagine a world without nonprofits? Well, when you call yourself the nonprofit sector connected, that would be a difficult world to be in because there'd be nothing to connect because there'd be no nonprofits. But here's the thing. Think about it. Ponder that. If nonprofit organizations weren't there for us, for us, if they weren't on the front lines, if they weren't delivering the needed aid, if they weren't bringing the shelter and the food and the sandwiches, right, and the coats and the educational needs, who does it? Who? Honestly, ponder that. Imagine a world. I give you that. Take that away. Take it into your weekends. And if you want to talk about it, come back to me and say, Tommy D, I imagined a world with nonprofit and it's pretty bleak. And I would agree with you. So that's cool. So let me know what you think about that. I can't imagine a world with nonprofits and I got a pretty good imagination, but that sector is where I live. It's where the biggest impact is made and it supports our people. Each week, I tell you, we do two things and I just want to get to my notes in my phone, but we do two things. I already know this part. We come together to do what? To help nonprofits tell their story and amplify their message. And that's what I'm all about. I'm out there trying to amplify the message for these organizations. I'm trying to tell anybody listening, plug into your local nonprofit. I'm not saying you have to join the board, but maybe you want to go out and work in in the soup kitchen or the pantry. There are things you can do. I challenge everybody to take a shot at service. I'm up on my soapbox, which I keep right here under my desk next to the uh, the space heater, and I get up on it every so often. But I tell you that because you don't have to. Philanthropy is not just people in a ballroom with dinner writing big checks and holding up paddles when they're auctioning or you know uh, on a on an auction or not just about that you can make an impact in your community i I got a text this morning from my buddy mick collins who's been a big fan of what i'm doing and he's always plugging in and mick said hey i have a friend whose sister is looking to form a nonprofit. do you know who i can connect her to and i said well first start with connecting her to me Okay, and then we'll find out who she should be connected to and how I can help out and how my friends can help out. So that's what this is all about. It's all about connecting. It's all about telling stories of what nonprofits are doing. So before I even read a little bio I have, I want to introduce my friend, Jen Capeza. I love that you rock out your name with two N's because because you can right? like your Jennifer has two N's. Why? Right. Like Tommy D is six letters 
one word, right? I put a space in between, but it is like what I want to be. And I love how, so you have that. So two N's, two Z's. Jen Capeza is here. Before I even read the bio, before we even say too much about your story and the story of Long Island against domestic violence, I have two things I want to say. Welcome to the show and welcome to my attic. (laughs) Thanks, Tommy. I am thrilled to be in your attic. (laughs) Thank you. It's nice to have you here. I love that you're in the office today because there's some swag and you got some some colors, some of the purple and blue for L-I-A-D-V. L-I-A-D-V. Let's get it right. Um, I'm going to read something real quick. Just... So Jennifer has a, and we'll call you Jen from here on out, but it says Jennifer on my, on my My notes. mom's going to be mad about that. Which part? The Jen part. You think my mom likes that? I call myself Tommy D. She goes, no, I'm sure she hates she, it. You know what she says? Your name is Thomas. And right, I go, that's exactly. Well, I named you Jennifer. She right. That's, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. And I'm 44 years old. And I, at, at six decided my name is Tommy D and it's been ever since, but but the problem is that I was called Tommy D when I was a kid. Before I could talk, I was Tommy it's D. It's clearly I, not your error, right? No, no, it ain't my fault, baby. It ain't that's my fault. And I'm not calling you baby. I'm saying in general. But, I, you know, I, it ain't my fault world. You know, I'm thinking of this. This one scene. In, this is where we go into movies all the time in my head. Um, there's this one scene in, um, in the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. And he's sitting in the courtroom. And he goes, it ain't me, babe. It ain't me. And I, sometimes I fall into being Johnny Depp, George Young in that role. If you haven't seen that movie, great entrepreneurial story. Blow. Watch it. It's There's actually some. And this is why you're regulated to the attic. This is why they put me in the attic. Put them away. Put, put you in the attic. Put them away. Yeah. Like you can't contain this. Right. You can't. So, I mean, I have literally my mom gave me some stuff from when I was a kid. And there's like a like shirts from like when I was a baby and hats that say Tommy D. I have them for you. Hey, if you want them. Guys, call me up. I'll show you a picture of him. All right. Are you, were you ready for this this morning? I know we prepped yesterday, but were you ready? I know. I know you a lot of years. I knew exactly what I was getting. And here I am anyway. So. And you showed up. That's, I did. I, I must be I kind did. of important. That's I must half be, the battle, right? I must be. Uh, look, Jen, I must be. Um, I'm kind of a big I'm deal. I'm kind of a big. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of. You're actually, kind of. The kind funny of. part about that sign is two different people in my life, my wife and another friend bought that for me. So there's one at the home and there's one in my office in Melville. That's funny because my next question was going to be, did you buy that for yourself? No, but I totally would have. You would I have. Totally, okay, right, totally would have. Yeah, I, I mean, right, I didn't so. need to, but I would have. And I and I, I would, anyway, if you listen, I would rather a red one. So if you see a red one, you know, just uh, you know, drop it. The Attic, Long Island, you know, Tommy D, care of the attic, Long Island, New York, and it'll get here. Can we do your introduction now, Jen? <laughs> hi, sure. hi, Jennifer's mom. We're going to call her Jen today, though. Jennifer Capeza has a diverse background beginning in live theater production and special events. I didn't know about the theater production, so I do want to, because I tend to be a bit of a performer myself, although not professionally. She transitioned from receiving her master's of public administration from Long Island University Post, right? They used to call it CW Post back in the right. day, right? To enter a nonprofit field to focus on special events and in their fundraising departments along the way. She founded and built all caps, C-A-P-Z Consulting, and which is a social media marketing and management training firm dedicated to empowering you, meaning her clients, to take control of their digital footprint. While Jen enjoyed this work, something was missing, and she realized she needed to get back into event planning and special events, because that's really where she did her best work and had her most fun, and she's going to tell us about that in a second. Joining the team at LI. ADV, Long Island Against Domestic Violence, brought her career full circle so she could apply her experience and really make an incredible impact and help this organization achieve their goals. Associate Director of Long Island Against Domestic Violence, 
Welcome to the show. <laughs> What's going on? Thanks, Tommy. Oh, the use, you know, the use. We're we're working it out, working hard, working it out. Uh, thrilled to be in the office. Um, yeah. We're doing it safely, of course. But the work that we do, um, we're a real tight knit team here, so we really need to be together, and we do our best work when we're together. So we're enjoying that. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you're listening to this in the future, you know, at some point it is 2022, it's January of 2022, and we are still in something that was supposed to last two weeks, all jokes aside, it's this is our reality. So again, you have to be mindful. But again, a service based organization like yours, mm-hmm. LIADV, is you need to be there for the people, right? I mean, yes. it's, this is not the stuff that, that a you know, I'm sure Zoom and, and other forms of communication are helpful and, and supplement the work you do. But we really this is a, a an in-person situation, right? In, in a lot of cases, it is. But I want to make something really clear. Even when the lockdown was happening, when we all were sent to our homes, we were fully 100 percent operational. Our hotline was ringing and being answered. Our advocates were working with the court system. Our counselors were seeing clients virtually and on the phone. We had already had a little bit of that infrastructure in place. Um, So it was easy for us to, I hate to say the P word, but pivot, right? To fully remote. Um, And I want everyone to know that, that no matter what goes on in the world, we are here. So, So Jen, let's do this real quick, because if somebody only catches that, what we just said right there, and they are in a situation and they need help now. Yes. If, let's, I, I, you know, in a case like this, let's just get it out there. How do they get in contact? If somebody is, is on Long Island and is in a situation and, you know, ha- has gone through some things, which we'll talk about today, but has, is ready and, and has, is, has the courage now and, and then mm-hmm. wherewithal to reach out, what, how do they get to you guys? Let's do that the quick. Best, the best way is our 24-hour free and confidential hotline. And that's, and I'm sure we'll post that um, as well, but it's 631-666-8833. We are here 24 hours a day and the phones are only answered by trained domestic violence professionals. But one thing about the hotline that I want to make really clear is that when clients call us, we will never sort of tell them what to do. We will never say, this is what you should, woulda, shoulda, coulda, houlda, have to, Right. You can call the, the hotline. You don't have to do anything, right? You can just call. You don't even have to give us your name. You can just say, here's a situation that I'm dealing with or my friend's dealing with. Because it's not just for clients. It's also for friends and family, mm-hmm. loved ones, folks. We get calls from social workers, right? And say, hey, here's a situation I'm dealing with. Can we just, can I discuss some options with you? And we will always take a client-centered approach first and foremost, which means what is most safe first and foremost for this client, for this individual. And we go through all the options and all of the client's rights and all of the resources. And then it's up to that client to make an informed decision on their own time. So you never have to do anything. A lot of the barrier to making that phone call is they often think that they make the call and then they have to start the and then there has right to be, away. Then there has to be right. like an activity that has to exactly. happen, right? Okay. Exactly. And that's not the case. It's just a conversation. Also, you can reach us through our strategic and form, formal partnership with Suffolk County Police Department. Suffolk County Police Department uh, receives training, the, the state-mandated DV training from us in the academy. Our advocates are placed 
in their precincts. Every Suffolk County police precinct has an advocate assigned to them, and we are their strategic partners to create a system-wide response. So I wanna give a shout out to our friends in law enforcement who are working so hard and are really, really care about those that are suffering this, uh, this violence. Yeah, and thank you for doing that. And especially, you know, and I would like to send the same gratitude to our friends in law enforcement. And absolutely, uh, you know, especially in a time in history when there's there's so much challenge. I, you know, I have a lot of friends, um, you know, in, in those roles, and especially in a time when, you know, there's just so much backlash against law enforcement. You know, we don't need to discuss that too much on today's show, or really not at all. It's just the point is. These individual men and women are putting their their own lives on the line day in and day out to protect and serve. They truly are. Yeah, there's some bad apples. Things there's bad apples in everything, gang. I mean, you can't we can't paint any industry profession, uh, you know, by uh, or, or race creed by by what some individuals do. Most the majority of our law enforcement for us professionals are there to help us. I, I had an experience. Maybe we'll talk about it later on where I was standing in the rain waiting for what I thought a taxi would have been there. And there wasn't these two Nassau County police officers hung out with me like, and, and helped me get a cab and hung out like helping me for like 45 minutes. Cause I was drenched in the rain in Mineola long story short gang. It, I, it probably goes without saying, but you know, it does. It, we, we support that, that community and we appreciate all I do. So maybe there's some anecdotal stuff. We're going to go to a break in a sec here, Jen, but when we come back, I wanted you to share the information. So give me that number one more time. It's, I, I wrote it down, but I want to make sure I got it right. What's the hotline sure number? Thing. Yeah, please. One more it's time. 631-666-8833. And our website is our acronym liadv.org. LIADV.org. When we come back, Jen, here's what I want to do. We come back. I want you to tell me your story. We're going to get into programs. We're going to get into impact. We're going to get into all that. Like we do on the show. I want to know about, look, this is a dual focus, everybody. Yes, we're going to learn about the organization, but as all nonprofit leaders or many nonprofit leaders, they're going to say, it ain't about me, babe. It ain't about me, right? But it is, okay? Because the leaders are what are impactful with their team. So I want to know Jen's story. And we're going to jump back into LIADV. It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connected, coming at you. Wow, he's getting excited now. Coming at you from my attic. Jen Capez is here. Tommy D is here. Well, he's always here. We'll be right back. (laughs) Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Hi. 
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Uh, early in this series, early in this show, I used to make a an ask of my guests, and I say, "Hey, you want to sing this song with me?" Nonprofits need connections. Janet says, "No." Uh, 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 uh. All right, I want to send a shout out to my buddy who is saying, "No static in the attic." That's my boy Mick Collins. Jen, as we're talking, my friend Mick Collins, paid forward processing. They give money back. They're a merchant processing company, but they have a charitable arm, and they give money back to nonprofits. So you should probably know Mick. But Mick is putting in the, he puts in the number, just helping you amplify. He says on Facebook, right on, baby. So Mick puts the 631-666-8833. He puts it right on the on the chat here on Facebook. He puts the website. So like, this is what's about having a team, right? I got people looking Thank out. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> That's it, Mick, Mick Collins. Oh, I'm sorry, Mick. Yeah, he was named after the the, uh, the great Mickey Mantle. Although, ironically, he became a Met fan. I'm just kidding, Mick. I'm just kidding. I know you love your Yankees. I mean, you're just looking for trouble now. I am, I am. But I, I'm, again, I'm sending him love. And then I got to, you know, that's guys. You know what you do. You got to give each other a little bit of biz. All right, so let's go to you. Background in theater, background in mm-hmm. production. You have this company, yep. All Caps, which I love. Probably play on the Capesa name. I'm, I'm, you see what I did there? I did. I'm, pre- yeah, I'm yeah. picking. Hey, I'm picking up what you were putting down. I get it. I dig it. All right. So tell me your story and how does sure. it get you to where you are? Yeah, it's actually quite a windy road. Um, although in retrospect, it does make perfect sense. But you know, as a teenager and going into my adult life, I worked in live theater production and special events. It was my passion in high school. I was fortunate enough to have, um, you know, when I announced to, you know, to the chagrin of most parents, this is what I wanted to do with my life. They didn't get too scared. And they said, uh, sure. Okay. And, um, they didn't tell me no, and they supported me. And I went to a great school, um, for live theater production and special events and spent most of my, the beginning of my adult career doing that. And, I worked on some amazing events and it was so exciting and it was real hard work. And that's what I want. I want to be challenged. Right. And I really loved the idea of creating this experience because when you work in theater, when you work in special events, that's what you're doing, right? You're setting the stage quite literally. Um, I was a, in, in special, excuse me, in theater, I was a stage manager in special events. Um, I was a production manager for a large uh, company um, in the area and you know, we worked on Tribeca Film Festival and like all these great events, but I really wasn't fulfilled by it though. There was an unbelievable amount of money and resources being spent on like the most minute, like insignificant details that just didn't make any sense to me, right? And it just didn't jive. And, but some of the other events we worked on were like the Coleman for the Cure and Cycle for Survival and the Marathon. So I got to watch these 
unbelievably large um, and effective nonprofits. Jason, I said, well, wait a second. I can do special events for nonprofit. Like I can use my powers for good instead of evil, right? I know what you're, <laughs> I, now what I, I really, I really dig what you're saying because that's what I'm yeah. trying to do here, man. I'm like, you know, right. I got this thing. People like me. They really like me. They really no, but people they dig it. Like me. So yeah. right. So I'm like, well, you know, now I can do this. I can go out. And we can build big business and right, you know, make a lot of money. You know, I don't really that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like it's impact, you know, people right. will look back. I want back. to be a contribution. I want, right. to be, I want to know that I'm contributing in some way. And, and really the truth of the matter is I was raised with that idea of service. My parents had us in Girl Scouts and um, community service clubs and things in high school. Um, the high school I went to had this like peace and justice club and we would go clean up homeless shelters and things. And my whole family is in the medical field, law enforcement, armed services. We have social workers. Uh, nurses. And the truth of the matter is it just what I was doing while I was enjoying it. Um, I loved my work. I loved the company I worked for, I worked with an unbelievable team of professionals. It, it just wasn't fulfilling. So I said, well, wait a second, if I can do special events for a nonprofit, then that could be the perfect way to balance everything that I want to do with my life. Um, at the time, um, it was actually um, I had an opportunity to volunteer because I had some time while I looked into the master's program to get a degree in nonprofit management. Um, a colleague of mine was the uh, director here at LAEDV, and I got an opportunity to begin volunteering. I've actually been involved with the organization in some fashion for over 10 years. I started with them as a volunteer over 10 years ago, and the rest really is history. And it just sort of fell into place. And what happened was, was that um, I'm in this role. Um, I've been here full time for the last four years, but where the company comes into play was when the recession hit years ago, uh, a lot of nonprofits obviously lost their funding, this, that, and your thing. So because that was the main focus of my career at the time was nonprofit, um, the position I had was unfunded. Um, that happens. I was out of work. I'm a little bit of a hustler and said, well, I have a marketable skill and small business and nonprofits need help with this. So sort of on a whim, I said, all right, well, let me just do some project work for social media marketing. Obviously I'm a talker, right? So a lot of nonprofits and small business need to learn to tell their story. And I would sort of coach them through that. So I created all caps consulting as a way to um, have a, frankly, have a revenue stream during during that rough time, that rough economic time. And then um, it grew and grew and I met some unbelievable people. And then if you wanna file it under everything happens for a reason, um, as I was getting a little bit sort of, again, unfulfilled, a little tired of that and really wanted to, the job market was starting to turn around this position, um, actually the director of development position was open at the time. Um, and I joined the agency, you know, I reached out to them because I had been in touch with them and continued to support them because, you know, I, I tell people I'm not biased because I'm work here. Mm -hmm. I work here because I'm biased for right. this organization. Right, right, right. Um, and it was just the perfect timing. And then I was able to be appointed as associate director recently. And I'm really, really proud to serve in that capacity, along with our executive director, Wendy Linsalata. Congratulations. And that's awesome. And congratulations on, you know, the new role you just mentioned, it, but congratulations on the story, because I love something you said. And I think, you know, I think this is a telling thing. 
uh, you said it's a winding road and made me think of uh, the new Get Back series, which is uh, it's on Disney Plus, the Beatles thing, you know, the long and winding road. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. I dig it. It's actually like I felt like I was in the studio with the guys. And that's um, but the long and winding road that you went through, you said, you know, you sort of said looking back, it kind of all made sense. I might mm-hmm. be summarizing what you said, but isn't that true? Isn't that like when we get to a point, you go, oh, <laughs> That's why I did that. That's yeah, it doesn't why. always make sense at the time. Right, right. But when, yeah. In retrospect, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, it's a little cliche, but it's cliche because it's true. <laughs> yeah, right on. That's where um, they come from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's so all those things. And I would and now for for you all listening, I challenge you. It might not feel if you're. 27, 37, 47, 57, 67 years old, you might not feel like you're in the right spot, but you might just be on your way to the right spot. And, you know, a year ago, um, last week, I didn't have a show called Philanthropy and Focus. Now this is the the 51st episode of, of a show that didn't exist. Plus we have another show on the network here called the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show that my buddy Valerie Heffron and I do on Wednesday afternoons. And uh, the point I'm trying to make for you is not that I have two shows, although it's cool, but like the point is I didn't. And now I do. So maybe you don't have something in your life that you want and be creative. I had a very good friend of mine call me this morning right before the show. We hadn't spoken in a while, but we kind of grew up in the restaurant and bar business together. And we would keep, he got, he had a shot to give me, he called it some windshield time, which I get a kick out of because he, he's a sales professional now, but back in the day when we were in the restaurant business and I became a sales guy, I talk about windshield time and he'd give me a hard time about it. He goes, Oh yeah, Mr. Sales guy, you're on a road. And then when he called me up one day and told me he was going into sales, I almost kind of fell off my chair. Cause I said, mm-hmm. you used to give me the business. Now you're a salesman. That's hysterical. But we got to catch up. And, and as I, he said, what's going on with you? And I was able to share about the creativity and where I'm at, what I'm doing. And my point to everybody is you might not know where <clears throat> you might not know why you are where you are right now, but to Jen's earlier commentary there, it's getting you somewhere. And if you want to do whatever, you want to be creative, I say this. I tell my kids this all the time. Life begins at the end of your zone. So freaking get uncomfortable. Absolutely. Just get uncomfortable, man. And like, this is going to sound silly, like a bit of the Dr. Seuss here, but like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like the more you are, I don't even know if that really works, but the idea is the more out of your comfort zone you are, the more you're growing, the more you're reaching, the more you're stretching, the more fun, in my opinion, you're going to have. You know, as much as I joke about being in the attic, I do leave the attic. I'm not like a hermit up here. So so the thing is, there's a life, there's a world out there. Go try some stuff. I almost said a bad word. Go try some stuff. Like go out there and freaking try it. This was not, this is not in my notes. In fact, I don't have any notes, but uh, this is something that's coming to me. So it's coming to you guys from the heart. So um, Jen, well, it's thank funny you for you saying say that. that. Yeah. It's funny you say that because that's exactly what the folks that founded our organization did. Why? Know, Tell I'm, me. I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit more later, but yeah, why don't we tease them? We, we're going to go to a quick break. So tease okay. that. I'll tease it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tease it. Is that a, that's technical, right? That's, I don't know. I make it up. I mean, I, I've heard, it up I, I'm in the biz. I'm, you know, I'm an entertainer now. Right. So yeah, yeah, we're going to tease well, it. I'll tell you when we come back, the story of the organization, which um, inspires me on a daily basis. And that is that the women that started this organization did so before it was a popular subject, right? Like nowadays folks will say to me, you're at a dinner party or whatever, and they'll go, oh my gosh, your job is so cool. Like your job is so cool. And don't kid yourself. My job is so cool. (laughs) But um, back in the seventies was not cool. Yeah. 
it wasn't even cool to have a conversation. I mean, this organization- It was not okay to have a subject. And the women who started our organization had a pioneering spirit. They were brave. And we have tried to honor that legacy with um, the programs and having a client-centered focus. And that's what we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those programs when we come back. We will talk about that. The organization that I'm looking at my notes has been serving survivors and victims of domestic violence for 44 years. Wow. Yes, yeah, I, that's uh, as long as I've been around. So, all right, we will, <laughs> literally, we will be right back. Philanthropy and Focus, Jen Capeza, Associate Director of Long Island Against Domestic Violence is here and your boy, the Nonprofit Sector Connector. Right back. McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. I like that spin move I do. I like all my. It's very professional. That's very I, like I'm a like I'm a top or a dreidel, and I kind of spin right, I around. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, de- yeah, so I get the top. I yeah. get the vibe. Yep. My children love when I do that. Not even a little bit. They don't love no. it. No, They're no, like, no. I hope you have a separate cachet, like money for therapy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I mean, it's funny. I'll, I'll tell you something else. Like, I don't know if they actually realize that their dad is Tommy D like they know I'm Tommy D but like they don't I don't know if they know what that means like that's where's the sign here you go <laughs> kind of a big right. deal right? right no they don't they don't know and, and I I hate to break your you know burst your bubble but they don't care because you're just dad you're dad oh well they might okay. have, they'll hey, appreciate that, you when you're older yeah, it was great to have Jen on the show uh Jen's gonna leave now and uh we'll bring on a new <laughs> guest to, you know to fill in her place that's very it's not very nice you're not being very nice you hurt my feelings I'm just bringing you back down to earth but listen I, I guarantee you I'll at the end of the day, you're a good dad because your your kids, your dad to the yeah. kids, and they will appreciate you when they're older. I promise. You know, I, I got to sing. You're like for good times, for bad times. That's what <laughs> friends are for. That's what friends are for, Jen. You're a good friend, bringing me back to reality. Back to I, reality. I, I, I'm just keep singing today. Very. There's a lot of caffeine in this body today, Clearly. so I, I have to express it out. All right. Here, here's a couple things. 
Um, I've never, not never. I one time was in a play and we were chatting about theater in the, in the chapter in the break in the, in the green room. So I was like, <laughs> and I never, I, I haven't really put this together in a long time, but I went, I grew up in Franklin square here on Long Island and I went to the Washington street school, which was on Washington street, which is that's sometimes the name it's, it's all right there. You know, it just like tells you it's the Washington street school. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was a school on Washington street. And I tell that as a joke, cause there was a couple other schools in the district and mm-hmm. the John street school was not on John street. So that was funny to me. So I bring it up anyway, you guys didn't need any of that information, but here's the thing. It goes back to why two of the things I focus on are mental health and the community uh, of individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So every year at Washington Street School, we had the Disability Awareness Month, I think it was, or maybe it was a week. Hmm. But one year, I'm sure they did it a bunch of times, but what I remember is they had a play that was to raise money for disability awareness. And this goes back, I'm, you know, cool. I'm talking like 1990. Right. Yeah, so very talking, progressive of them. Right. I'm talking 32 yeah. years ago, you know, yeah, so like yeah. that was to, to even I remember there was these, these couple guys, they were buddies and they each um, had prosthetics and they would come in each year and talk to us. And they went like were at like um, like runners, like long distance runners who had mm-hmm. prosthetics. And again, we're talking 32, 35 years ago. It's a long time ago. And, and yeah, certainly progressive. So uh, in the, to get to the story, they had a play and it was The Wizard of Oz. And I my only theater situation jen was i was the tin man in in like 1989 1990 of you are. in the wizard of oz and i could still do oh uh-huh. current right so like i mean yeah, I, get it. I totally get it uncanny uncanny i know you felt like you were we were not totally right? i did follow the yellow brick road like all of that so anyway this is my announcement to the world i am now going to be an actor uh no i don't know if that's true but look <laughs> all right, 1976, 77, okay. this organization, mm-hmm. 76, yeah. this organization started making an incredible impact. I could read some background on the organization, or you can just tell me the story. Sure. Why, don't you, why don't you tell me the story? Let's do it that way. I'd love to. Yeah. So the the legacy of our organization is the pioneering spirit of our founders, and we have always tried to honor that. We were, in fact, the first domestic violence organization on here on Long Island. Um, it started as a daytime hotline that you could call and and get re- I mean the little resources that were available to you actually it's a cute story apparently the first office was in the basement of Southside Southside, Southside Hospital, Southside Hospital. Hospital. yeah Facebook. yeah sure which is like you know an institution here yeah. in Suffolk County you know so um so it started out as a daytime hotline where folks would answer and you know give out miscellaneous resources that were available to DV survivors or victims today That hotline, as I mentioned earlier, is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That hotline can transfer over 100 languages. So you should never be fearful about calling if you're not sure about your ability to communicate. We, um, up until recently, were actually the only domestic violence hotline that had that translation service. It's something we really believe in. How many languages? Let me just stop you again, because I think I missed it. So it's so it's over 100. I want to say it's like 144. You know, when you go to the pharmacy and you see, um, you know, point to the language that mm-hmm. you need, um, that's a national service that, um, you know, the pharmacies use. That's the service that we use. So it's it's I want to say it's something like 144 languages, but I don't want to be inaccurate. No, but so I, I just sort of say over 100. What, but then, so, again, if you're listening and I this not to be silly, this show is not in multiple languages. Um, sometimes I struggle with my 
primary language, but that part was a joke. But the, here's the thing. Um, if somebody in your family is experiencing this, you know, domestic violence situation and they need to, to reach out and one of the barriers that they may have or that you may have, if you're an English person, tell your, your family member, your friend, who are your colleague at work, if you're, if they're opening this up to you, that they can call 631-666-8833 and check mm-hmm. that out on, on, on uh, liadv.org. Uh, and and they will be able to communicate with somebody and and make their needs known. I want to say, Jen, <clears throat> a lot of um, what I end up bringing up is things I I see and experience in my own life. And I will tell you, <clears throat> excuse me. Fortunately, uh, I've never been in an experience to, to see um, a domestic violence situation. And I know that. And you'll share probably the statistics with me. The statistics are staggering. I mean, is, is it one in three women? will experience a a domestic violence situation is that is that accurate so one in three women will experience some form of abuse in their lifetime um one in four will experience uh physical abuse and the thing that you know that's a little bit vague um i will put it in this perspective domestic violence affects more women than ovarian cancer breast cancer and lung cancer combined However, I want to take this opportunity to point out that it is not just about female victims. Thank you. That is, yeah. So that is domestic violence, I say, is like a cancer. It doesn't care who you are. It doesn't care where you come from. It doesn't care how much money is in your bank. And it doesn't care what color you are or what country you uh, may be living in at any given time. It is, um, it is a cancer on society. And it is a public health problem. And it doesn't matter. It also doesn't matter your gender or your sexual preference or anything like that. Any form of abuse, everyone, this is what we say a lot on the hotline, everyone, every human being on this planet has a right to their own individual safety. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you for saying that. Uh, and, 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 and folks, take that to heart too. When you're thinking about your person, your own person, your own space, your own you're you're worthy you be, you be, you belong no that's not what i want to say you you deserve to be treated appropriately and and you know and not not that it's easy if you've been uh emotionally um hurt or or physically hurt it doesn't it's not i'm not saying that's an easy thing to come out of but know that there are people like jen and her organization there to serve you uh and serve those you love and what i was going to say was I, there's this program on netflix well, not to make it about pop culture, but I want to just say, because I learned, I learned, I, I, you're chuckling. Yeah, I don't know if you know what you're gotten a lot of, no, no, we've gotten so many phone calls about it. And it's an example. Of you know what I'm talking about? Made? It's good made. Yeah. Made. So, yeah, so yeah. here's for me. I, I watched it and I got very into watching the program. Um, and this is this, uh, this young woman uh, with a child and she's in an abusive relationship and she has to, it, she has made the final decision to leave that relationship. And what struck me is she gets out. She gets out. I mean, it's, there's more to the program. It's a series. She gets out of the relationship, but now what does she do? And I watched the barriers and I really don't think they were, I don't think too much of this was, was fiction. I think this is like, the story is fiction, but what she was up against when she went to social services, she needed to get somewhere, you know, a, a job so she could get housing. So she could, and all the programs are there, Jen, but it seemed like the biggest challenge was accessing the programs and, sure. you know, and it seemed like there was a lot of 
bureaucracy and i'd rather say bs but like it was you know that's what i be respectful right yeah but i'm trying you know what i'm saying so like talk about that what happened you know so let me just say that in in particular in today's day and age with the increase in need it's not just dv survivors frankly that have trouble accessing programs right that's anyone um but it is a very very long long road that begins with literally one step and that is something that our hotline can assist with is we always say to folks don't worry about the entire journey. We're just going to go one step at a time. But I want to I want to take this opportunity to talk about what it is for an individual to leave um, a relationship. I want everyone to understand that that is a very very personal choice. A lot of times, folks will say to me, "I, I don't understand why they, why they don't just leave." And it's like it's so not that simple. It's not always the safe thing to do when an individual is ready to leave. Um, an abusive relationship that is in fact the single most dangerous time in that relationship. Um, if an offender is about to lose control, because that's what abuse is about, right? Power and control um, and maintaining and gaining more power and control. So if they're about to lose that control by that, so I want um, it's going to elevate. Leaving, is, is that what you're saying? Escalate. It's going to escalate. It's going to escalate. It's going to get even worse. Like because it's now, right? It's possible. possible. Right. Okay. And what we always say too is that if you know one survivor of domestic violence, you only know one survivor of domestic violence, which is why our agency takes such a client-centered approach, and it's very specific to that client. So. For those listening, I want you to know that we will safety plan with you. We will discuss your options. If you are ready to leave and you're not sure how to go about it, um, it's one of the things that our hotline uh, staff, our advocates can do. We will we will work with you and come up with a plan together. Also, I want to make a point here. Abuse is not just physical. It's not that you only call our hotline if someone has physically harmed you. That is so, that is like literally the small percent. There's like this much of of that in relationship and then everything else too. Mm. So abuse is often physical. It's often physical, but it's not just, okay. So you have your emotional issues, your, your mental control, your, your stalking behaviors, your cyber behaviors, your financial abuse. There's a lot to discuss. So oftentimes folks think that, oh, I don't want to take services away from someone else because, you know, he, you know, he or she, they never hit me. Right. right? So I'm not really, but no, no. Um, again, everyone has a right to their own personal safety and that's not just physical, right? That's mental as well. And we have a full uh, foundation of comprehensive services to address all of those things. So I just want to write that down because I want to put that out there. Everyone has a right to their own personal safety. Now we've said it several times, but I think it's something that people need to you know, internalize. So we're going to sneak to a quick break in a second. But when we come back, I want to know programmatically what you're going to do for folks, what you can yeah. do, and then what you you sort of quote unquote outsource or, or make connections, make strategic mm-hmm. connections. Yes. Okay. So we'll talk about what services LIADV is going to do, meaning does. Okay. And then, for, and then we'll close with, like we talked about yesterday, what is the organization? What is, what is the organization need? Who do you want to connect with? Things like that. Okay. Cause, Cause that's important to me. Um, and it's certainly important to people that listen so they can make those connections. So Jen, thank you for your.
your leadership. We will be right back. Philanthropy in Focus, 90 seconds. Kyle, take us the break. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That song was uh, like a Lennon and McCartney song, I really got to say, because, well, I mean, I don't know about quality wise if it's Lennon and McCartney, but like my buddy, Uncle Brendan Levy, right? Here's why I say it like that. Like lyrics by Tommy D and Brendan Levy, music and singing by Brendan, because I I mean, we sort of co-authored that. I mean, again, it's not really heavy duty on the messaging, you know, but it tells you what I wanted you to know. It's catchy. It's catchy. It's catchy. It's it's important. Shout out to Yolanda Rabano Gross, because Yolanda is my friend at Options for Community Living. And uh, anytime we talk, I have to sing the song to her because she loves the song. Like I showed up at a business meeting, you know, a virtual one on here on the Zoom. And she's like, uh, uh, who's on your show today? I miss being in the attic. Can you sing me the theme song? <laughs> so I, I did. I, 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 I met Yolanda. She's a, she, she's, she's, she's awesome. She's yeah. awesome. She's my bud. And uh, what happened out of that was my friend, Erin Dynan had just been on the program that day. I was meeting with Yolanda and some of her team on a Friday. And she said, who was on the show today? I said, Erin Dynan from one sandwich at a time. I tell Erin's story, long story short, which people tell me I don't even know how to do, but long story short, you like that? <laughs> Like Tommy That's, can't right, Laura right, said, right. right. You, by the way, have never ever told a short story. No, 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 no. I'm I'm pretty good at stretching stories that might have been short and making them longer. I'm pretty good at doing that, like which is the opposite. But so anyway, so so uh Aaron was on the show, and about a month ago, right around Christmas time, I did a day of service with one sandwich at a time. They had two locations of options for community living making sandwiches. For, uh, mm-hmm. for those in need. So really special stuff. Playing connector, which I love to do. All right, let's go. Hot seat time. Lightning round. All right. Lightning round. Lightning round. Okay, I'm ready. And begin. 
<laughs> we're going to talk about the programs. I want to make sure that everybody knows what services are available through them through our organization. Um, and I've mentioned hotline and hotline is the way to get access to all of these services. So we do have our safe harbor shelter. Um, fun fact, it was the first physical shelter for domestic violence victims here on Long Island. Um, all of our services that I'm going to mention uh, are sort of brought to the shelter. So if you are staying in our shelter, um, you don't have to leave it. You can. You're not in prison, of course. But the idea is to make it as easy as possible, right? So today, that shelter houses up to uh, 16 to 17 individuals at any given time, adults and children. Um, and it is the only one on Long Island, uh, one of only two in the tri-state area, and one of only about uh, 10 or 15 percent of DV shelters in the country that also accepts the family pet. And that's really important because one of the big barriers um, year after year after year, survivors said that they stayed in a violent situation because they wouldn't leave their animal. Um, and that's not just because you want Fluffy to get like her special treat at four o'clock, right? Um, it's because oftentimes the animal is in fact the focus of the abuse. So we house the family pet in the same facility as the family. Um, our counseling program serves adults and children, group and individual. Um, our practitioners are highly trained in the most up-to-date practices. They are trauma-informed. Um, and again, a client-centered approach. We go at your pace. Our program, our advocacy, oh wait, before I go there, we have a financial literacy and vocation program, okay? So up until recently, we were actually the only ones um, dedicated to domestic violence. This uh, started back in the late 90s. And it's literally, the short version is, uh, literally everything from resume writing and interview prep to uh, financial literacy and planning for retirement and how to rebuild your budget um, and all that kind of stuff. We talk about identity pro uh, protection. We have a relationship uh, with TD Bank for an educational. So shout out to TD Bank for our web series, our webinar series that's been ongoing the last couple of months on this subject matter. Is that something they can just access right through the website if somebody's looking for that series? Yeah, I they should join our email list if they go to our website or keep an eye on our social media. You'll see promotions for that. So We're doing hit, a, yeah, a let's message. hit social because I have the website on this other monitor here. But hit oh, social. and you can yeah, you can follow us all across social media at liadv org. So and we are on TikTok. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok um youtube where we post you know videos just periodically um things like that and then our prevention and education program uh which is actually where i started over 10 years ago so it's clearly my favorite mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um it provides age appropriate engaging presentations to schools youth community groups but also uh what we sort of affectionately call like dv 101 for um, adults or in services to other training. So we've trained staff at mental health organizations, um, volunteers for other organizations and things like that. Um, and I sort of joke, I say, I don't care if it's five minutes or five hours, we'll show up, we'll talk to you, we'll give you whatever information you need. And we'll also tailor those presentations to your specific needs. Our advocacy department was the first in, here I'm a brag. Can I bring? Can I just? Do that? I mean, uh, yeah. From what right. you guys so do, please, our right. advocacy department was the first in the country, in the country, to partner with local law enforcement. And today, um, that partnership is so strong that it creates 
a system-wide comprehensive approach. I mean, uh, in addition to providing training for Suffolk County Police and placing advocates in the police precincts, our, the police department, they receive our hotline number. They call our hotline. Um, I've answered the hotline when officers are on the other end. And let me tell you- Why are they calling? Are they in a scenario? They like... have an individual, yes. Yeah, so they have an individual with them that needs assistance. Um, and our advocates also assist in navigating the court process. Again, you don't have to do anything, right? So you call the hotline, you speak to an advocate, you just find out your options. What are my, what, like, what are my options? Like what, if I leave, what- well, that's I... not a short answer. No, 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 but I'm just, but but I'm just, but I'm not saying that you're, that's the answer, but like, that's what they're experiencing. Like, I need just, exactly. You know, like that first call is like, unload, right, right, right. Let me explain my whole thing, you know, and, um, and frankly, they can give as little or as as much information. I mean, of course, more information is always better because then the advocate or the individual they're speaking with can make uh, recommendations or give information based on all like the, the truest scenario. Um, but you know, orders of protection, you know, it's not as cut and dry as it was years ago. You have options, you have rights. Okay. Um, despite what the offender is telling you, if you're listening to this and someone is telling you that you don't have any rights or that it's your fault, call us orders and we will explain not as what your options are. Okay. Um, and also gain access to other community resources. Cause you know what? It takes a village. We can all do it on our own. So we, Whatever we don't provide, we refer to trusted sources. Um, and sometimes that um, we, everything under, sometimes it's so like, for example, if you've completed counseling with us, um, because we have short term, it's considered emergent counseling. We only focus on the abuse um, to make sure that that individual gets the most out of that process. Um, and then we'll refer to private counselors that we have trusted relationships with that can then take that individual on her long-term healing. So we're never just going to say, yay, congratulations, you graduated our services. Have a nice life. Right. Right. <laughs> right? So, so we're always going to do a warm transition. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk. I, I want to know what's coming up for the organization. If you have any events you want to promote and also who can we connect with? Cause we're going to, sure. we're drawn to a close. Great. So one of the things that I always say is that um, our goal here is twofold. One, of course, and perhaps most important, really, is the outreach and education piece to get our name out there um, so that folks can find us when they need us. And secondly, is to increase funding because it takes money to provide these services in a manner that's flexible and meets the needs of the clients when they have those needs. So we are always looking to partner with medical facilities, corporations, community groups, schools, for those two reasons. If we're not in your school providing a presentation, if we're not, um, if HR uh, thinks that it would be helpful for us to call us. Um, and then on the flip side, we want sponsor partners. We want to highlight those, those uh, companies in our community that care about the community, we want to highlight them. We want to partner with you for our events and create sponsorships, partnerships, so that we can work together towards this goal. So um, in the spring, when we have our gala, we call it, we affectionately call it our purple tie gala. See, see what we did there? I got it's you. not black tie, yep. not stuffy. 
It's yeah. totally fine. We're fun people. I still got to wear a tie. Still got to wear a tie. You have to wear a tie, cool. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it doesn't have to be, you know, right. I always wear a tie. So that's our format. And that's where our staff and our volunteers come together with the supporters that believe in the work that they do and support them. And then um, my favorite day of the year, maybe, is our Pause for a Cause. And that is the Doggy Fashion Show. That's October 1st. Oh um, it's in person or bust. You can check out virtual videos of the last couple of years and um, pictures on our Facebook page of when we were in person. Um, and that's just, it's a family fun day. It's a lot of fun. It's all about the dogs. And all about the dogs. All about the dogs. It's I got all going to the dogs. I got everything. It's all for the dogs or for the birds. All right, look, we have to leave it right there. I told you, I made you a couple promises. And one was we would have much more to say than we'd have time to say it in. Yes. And you and I have certainly we did proved, that. We've proven that out. So, which means I must invite you back on the show. But I want to come out. I want to do a day of service. You know, maybe it's something with law enforcement because I think that could be fun if there's something going on. You know, I think you know this. My parents, my dad owns Ralph's Italian Ices out in Huntington. That's here on Long Island. So, when and if you have an event coming up, if it's for the kids and whatnot, oh, I know. Fun. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, remember to remember to talk to me about that. Uh, I you know shout out to my co-host on Professionals and Animal Lovers Show, Valerie Heffron, because pause for a cause, Valerie. You got to be on Long Island October first because we'll be at that yes. event. Yes, purple. We'll all wear purple. I like purple. All right. Shout out to Dino uh, from Project Purple. You know, over I point that way because he's in Connecticut and I'm on Long Island. So he's I'm up on the North Shore, so I'm a point right. in Connecticut. So Dino, um, Project Purple, he had me on his podcast. So I purple, I dressed up in purple when he was on my show. All right, next week on the show, well, two things. Listen, st- a lot of things. We got to go. Steve Fry, SMB guy, right after me. Stay tuned. Listen to Steve Fry. Okay, Jeremiah Fox after him, Entrepreneurial Web. Next week on the show, Cliff Baker will be here from a need we feed. I went down there, I did a day of service. I got to deliver uh, dinner and a bunch of supplies to a couple of veterans while I was down there right around the Christmas holiday. So incredibly special organization, thrilled. I actually have their magnet right here. Come on, Tommy, we have no time for this. So this is a need we feed. Oh, cool. Right? Yeah, right? Uh, Jersey Shore, uh, we'll have them, not like that show, but that that's where they're located. Uh, we'll have Cliff on the show next week, and that's from being a connector, right? So that's because my friend John Rod introduced me to Cliff and said, Tommy D, you need to know each other. How do you follow me? Look at Instagram, look at TikTok, TommyD.NYC. Jen, thank you for being here, everybody. Thanks for having us. You're, I'm, I'm thrilled that you were here. Let's find a day of service for me to do something for you all. Um, what do I tell you every week? Make it a great day, make it a great week, and make it a great week. Rock out. I'll see you guys later on. Thank you. Nonprofit to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are 
you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc.